Good day to you, Elevation. I'm uh, I'm recording from my front lawn, uh, where my my kids play under this tree. Lots of swings here. It's a place of joy. It's a place of animation. It's a place of laughter and excitement. And it's also a place uh, where they get injured and fall and get dysregulated and need the comforts of their parents. And a couple of weeks ago, uh, sort of at the outset of this summer in Psalms series, Kristen would have introduced to us the idea of the circle of security, looking at Psalm 82 as a psalm that kind of brings forward and, and paints a picture of God using these four circle of security terms of bigger, stronger, kinder, and wiser. These are the ways that we interact with God and we see that he is that kind of God for us, a bigger, stronger, kinder, wiser God. And this got me thinking about the circle of security because, um, as Kristen said, you know, does anybody know about the circle of security? I was nodding my head. As foster parents, we uh, we would learn about attachment theory and, and the circle of security. I remember we would have had somebody, uh, a worker, come to our house when we were first fostering and walk us through the circle. And we would have had uh, a 13-month-old um, as well as a four-month-old, and and she would have said, oh, look, this circle is happening very, very quickly. The circle, uh, especially with infants and babies, it happens really, really quickly. Uh, the child goes out and uh, in a sort of uh, exploration, and we as parents and caregivers and loved ones support their exploration with open hands. We say, go out, explore your world, crawl around, um, feel, you know, various toys and, and tactile and sensory things and, and chew on this. And, and uh, we, we watch them and delight in them as they go out. And we, we enjoy with them and we help them when they need it. And, and at a certain point in their exploration, they'll be out and then something will happen. They'll hit a moment of fear, a moment of concern, a moment of uh, they got hurt. And they'll look back for us. They'll need us. And this is where the circle comes back around to welcoming them back in. Open hands to welcome them back in. And it got me thinking about uh, how we see this in, in, in our faith experience with God, who is uh, a loving parent to us. So the Psalms this morning, we're going to look at two Psalms back to back. And they are Psalms uh, that really show us the circle of security in motion. So the first one is Psalm 130. And it goes like this. Out of the depths, I call to you, Lord. Lord, listen to my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for help. Lord, if you could keep an account of iniquities, Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, so that you may be revered. I wait for the Lord, I wait and put my hope in his word. I wait for the Lord, more than watchmen for the morning, more than watchmen for the morning. Israel, put your hope in the Lord, for there is faithful love with the Lord, and with him is redemption in abundance, and he will redeem Israel from all its iniquities. So you can see that this, the context of this, of this psalm, the the words of it, uh, is set is set in the depths, out of the depths. And I was thinking of a of a recent story. My wife is part of a uh, homeschool co-op of a bunch of different homeschool parents and their kids that all hang out together. And uh, on on Thursdays, and one particular day, they'd gone to a uh, it was a nature day, a forest trail somewhere, and and some of the older kids had run off ahead, you know, supporting their their exploration. They'd gone off ahead. And, um, and so the parents were kind of 
tagging along behind and and they came around the corner and saw that there was actually uh, a stream that was higher than normal uh, higher than they remembered and somehow the kids had crossed it they'd waded into the water and they had crossed the stream and they were on the other side of the stream and they were wet and they were cold and they were crying and uh, my wife shared with me afterwards you know uh, three of our kids were there our three oldest girls were were over there with a couple of their friends and there was a sense of of uh fear you know they had they'd gone out exploring and now they hit a point in the circle where they were afraid they were looking for mom they were looking for a loved one and they needed to be welcomed back in and uh, and the challenge of course of this of this was that my wife also had our our two-year-old and she had been carrying him and and she's also very pregnant and and so she wasn't able to immediately get across the stream and scoop them all up like she would have wanted to uh, and and so part of this this psalmist crying out of the depths i call to you Lord, listen to my voice. Be, let your ears be attentive to my cries for help. I see that in this childlike demeanor, this, this childlike crying for help. I need you. Uh, a sense of desperation. And I'm still in the situation. I'm still in need of help. And then this second part of the psalm, these, uh, these verses of, of iniquity and forgiveness just reminded me of, of the story of the prodigal son. This great story Jesus tells, a parable of the lost son who goes out. Again, circle of security language, he goes out. And, and the father supports his going out, gives him his inheritance, uh, sees him on his way. And it's ready for when the sun returns and the sun squanders, the sun ends up in filth, the sun uh, regrets his decisions and feels shameful when he returns. He feels like he just really made a mistake and, uh, you know, comes back with a posture of, I don't even think I can be in your family. I, I can just be a servant. And, and the father's response, of course, we know this story. It's a familiar story. It's, a, it's a, a near and dear to us kind of story. The father's response is welcome. It's, it's these open hands to welcome the son back in, to say, you are welcome here. With me, there is forgiveness. Uh, the shame that you're feeling don't let it get in the way. The, the fear that you're feeling, don't let it get in the way because I love you and I want to wrap my arms around you and care for you. And the psalmist, I think, knows this, knows this about God, knows this as, as the character of God. And yet there's a sense of still being in it, still waiting for God to show up in the moment, still being across the stream in the place of desperation. And so the second part of the psalm is, is this waiting. I wait for the Lord. I put my hope in God. I, I wait more than watchmen for the morning. I, I'm thinking back to two weeks ago where Melody walked us through Psalm 23 and that idea of the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is, this, is the safe hands who walks with me comforts me, delights in me, protects me, cares for me. And yet, even when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, even when we go through hard times, even when, when, when the night is long and we have sleepless nights and our, and our anxious thoughts keep us awake through the night, even then, more than watchmen who wait for the morning, we wait for God because we know he is faithful. He will show up. He has always shown up. That is part of who he is. And so we see Israel, put your hope in the Lord, uh, put your hope in God, uh, the most uh, 
you know, the anchor, uh, the, a strong fortress, a refuge and strength for his faithful, for there is faithful love with the Lord. And there's redemption in abundance. Again, not, not scarcity language. There's not a little bit of redemption. There's full redemption. There's, there's redemption in abundance. And this is, this got me thinking about the circle of security. But then the, the Psalm immediately following it, uh, is Psalm 131. And, it, and it's really a Psalm of being welcomed back. If we're, if Psalm 130 is still out longing to be back in the presence of God, Psalm 131 is the welcoming home Psalm. And, and part of this idea of the circle of security being welcomed home, uh, being welcomed back is, is then the, the open hands, they protect, they, they comfort, they delight, and they help us organize our feelings. When we're feeling out of sorts, when we're feeling uh, just lost and disoriented, um, that, that our, a parent, a loved one helps us organize our feelings, and God does the same kinds of things. And we see this in Psalm 131. And this is how this one reads. Lord, my heart is not proud. My eyes are not haughty. I do not get involved with things too great or too wondrous for me. Instead, I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother. My soul is like a weaned child. Israel, put your hope in the Lord, both now and forever. So you can see that there's, there's this refrain running through it. Israel, put your hope in the Lord. Israel, put your hope in the Lord. And, and if the Psalm 130 is the, is we're out and we're scared and we're, we're in the depths calling out for God waiting, Psalm 131 is the welcoming home. And we see this picture of, of humility, of gentleness, of uh, just a, a child settling into their mother's arms. Uh, and being quieted and calm. And I love this, this picture. We often uh, see the picture of God as father. And this is, there's lots of scriptural uh, evidence to suggest, you know, Jesus refers to, to God as father. And, and we have, you know, in the Lord's prayer and, and we have, um, uh, you know, pronouns of uh, that speak to God's character as, as a male. And yet we also have these beautiful pictures in scripture of God as a mother. And, and we, uh, maybe we have this, this tendency to say, no, no, he is one and not the other, but God as a mother is a beautiful picture. And there's several examples of it. You know, the, there's Psalm references of, of being under the shadow of God's wings, like a mother bird. It looks after us and protects us. Uh, there are, there's Jesus who, when he's coming to Jerusalem and he's lamenting that Jerusalem is in the state that it's in and its religious system has become so, so oppressive. He just laments that, Oh, Jerusalem, how I long to, to be like a mother hen that scoops you up and, and, and saves you and, and comforts you and nurtures you. And so we see this, these beautiful maternal images and the character of God as mother as well. And this is one of those great uh, illustrations. And, and so it, it's a, it's an inspirational image for us to sit with. Uh, you know, we, we've talked in the past about practices of silence and solitude and stillness. And I made another picture here of that, of, uh, of a child who is maybe dysregulated, um, and disoriented. And, and there's a lot of, you know, usually squirming that happens and, and they can't settle. And here we get this picture of a child choosing to calm and quiet their soul, calm and quiet themselves in their mother's arms. 
My soul is like a weaned child. This is another picture of where Jesus says uh, to his disciples, you know, where they're trying to keep the kids away. No, let the little children come. There's this posture of being a child that Jesus welcomes, uh, of innocence, of curiosity, of uh, of connection that I think Jesus says, no, these are actually things we, we really want. These are, these are characteristics of the kingdom of God. Uh, so my soul is like a weaned child. And again, it wraps up the Psalm with Israel, put your hope in the Lord. Uh, because the circle continues, we'll go out again and we'll adventure and we'll risk and we'll step out into unknown places. We'll go through dark valleys and seasons that are challenging and God as safe hands will, will send us out and delight in us and care for us. And, and when we fall, when we're scared, when we need the comfort, uh, God will delight in us and organize our feelings and bring us back in. Uh, Henry Nouwen uh, wrote this, and I just think it's beautiful words. Uh, words I think that, that I could picture Jesus whispering to uh, the weaned child or, or God, the mother, whispering to this, this child, whispering to you and to me. He says this, all I want to say to you is, you are the beloved. And all I hope is that you can hear these words as spoken to you with all the tenderness and force that love can hold. My only desire is to make these words reverberate in every corner of your being. You are the beloved. You are the beloved. And I wonder with all the competing voices that we hear in our world and all of the authorities we place over ourselves, if we hear mixed messages and, and, and other names spoken over us, and, and sometimes they're louder than the quiet voice of the mother who says, you are the beloved. You are my beloved. And God's desire is that, that these words uh, that would be spoken over us with tenderness and all the force that love can hold would reverberate in every corner of our being. We would feel it. We would experience it. We would not just hear it. We would know it because it resonates and reverberates through our soul. So this got me thinking about how the circle of security is really a model of faith. I, I actually wrote a blog about this, I think back in 2016, because even as I was learning about the circle of security, I could see so many parallels to the way that this connects to our faith, that, that God is the safe hands that sends us out. And I think we can see this. It's an easy connection. He watches over us. He helps us. He delights in us. He meets us in our joy. And then when we come back around, God welcomes us back. The picture of the, of the prodigal son, he protects us. He comforts us. Again, he delights in us and he organizes our feelings. Uh, one of my favorite uh, passages in scriptures from Zephaniah, and I think you've heard me reference it before. Zephaniah 3, uh, the Lord quiets us with his love. He sings uh, a, a song of delight over us. It's this beautiful picture of us just being in the, in the arms of God and God delighting in us and protecting us and comforting us and, and helping us in our time of need. I want to push this a little further and suggest that we are the body of Jesus. And so we actually play a role in this circle of security that, that attachment theory would suggest that, that all of our relationships are important 
and that you know parents are play a key role but there's also attachment that plays out in you know healthy aunties and uncles and grandparents and and honorary aunts and uncles and friends and it's all using the currency of trust and felt safety and security and so we as a community also interact through this circle of security lens that we uh, support each other as we go out again it's this it's this borderlands and mountaintops idea that we are called ones sent out ones into places that are going to be scary and risky and push us beyond our comfort zone and we as a community support each other we watch out for others we help each other out we delight in one another. We celebrate each other as we go, as we're like cheerleaders for one another. This is what the body of Christ does. And then when things get tough, when things get hard and we need each other, we come back together. We, as the body of Christ, we welcome one another back. And this looks like protecting one another. When people in our community have been hurt, we stand up for them. We support them. It looks like comforting each other. It looks like delighting in one another. And it looks like empathizing with others. We've been really wrestling with, with this culture of Tov. Uh, tov is the Hebrew word for goodness. And we've been reading a church called Tov together as a learning community. And one of the, one of the characteristics of a Tov church, of a good, a goodness culture church is empathy. Empathy when we can, when we can step out of our own stories and out of our own experience as our own experiences and listen to the stories and experiences of others and validate them and say, that's true. We are with you. That's hard. We support you. And so we actually are welcomed into this circle of security language as well. And then through that, when we're the safe hands, then we send back out. Uh, and a late Catholic author, uh, Rosemary Doherty, says this, and I just think it's a beautiful note to close on. She says, at times, the strength of spiritual community lies in the love of people who refrain from getting caught in the trap of trying to fix everything for us, who pray for us and allow us the pain of our wilderness, our wants, so that, they, so that we may be more deeply grounded in God. The, the whole idea of attachment is as we, as we learn to trust other humans, as we lean into healthy relationships, we actually learn how to trust other humans more and more. It's a, it's a cyclical pattern. And right from the very beginning when babies cry out and, they, and we respond with kindness and gentleness and care and nurture, they learn, oh, when I cry, you come. I can trust you. And so uh, we see this with, with God, uh, the psalmist again, back to Psalm 130. When we call out, we know you are there. With you, there is faithful love. And so there's, uh, there's the character of faithfulness in God we see. And yet churches are also called to this as well. And uh, this picture here that Rosemary paints for us of a spiritual community that doesn't get caught up in fixing people but just prays for, supports, allows for the pain of our wilderness and our wants, just empathy so that we may be more deeply grounded in God. It helps us actually to trust one another and it helps us to trust God because the body of Christ is, is are the first sort of visible um, visible reality of, of God around us. This is where we're going to experience God first and see God first, uh, see the picture of Jesus as we are his body. So, 
that's my uh, my hope and my prayer this week that if you're feeling out of sorts and in the thick of it, in the depths, that Psalm 130 would be a prayer for you uh, and you would feel uh, the tender love and faithfulness of God, even as you wait for God to show up. And if you have come home and you find yourself uh, just needing a, a comfortable image to sit with, Psalm 131 is a beautiful picture for you to sit with of, of, a, of a weaned child quieted in their mother's arms. So be blessed and we'll see you around.